Joining us now, he is boots on the ground up at Wingfoot, Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel. What's going on, Rex? Morning, boys. How are you? Good, Rex. Doing good. Uh, you know, we've had three days now, because uh, uh, it's windy out here today, of just brutal wind as uh, the hurricane remnants move through and has disappeared. Uh, not so much up there at Wingfoot, not a whole lot of breeze, uh, nice conditions. Uh, what are we going to have in store for Saturday and Sunday? Well, I think Thursday was about perfect conditions. I don't think you'll ever find Wingfoot play, and, and I hesitate to even say this. The golf gods might get me for it, but to play easy, at least easy relative to PGA Tour players. Uh, yesterday, the wind came up. The golf course started to bake out. I, I asked Brendan Todd what was the difference in the golf course, and he said on the front nine, the greens were actually greens. On the back nine, they, they were browns. So, you, you know, we're inching towards purples, which is exactly what the USGA wants when it comes to the weekend. And actually this morning, it's cold. Uh, the high was, uh, the low was in mid-40s this morning. It's going to warm up a little bit. And there is a breeze. So this is going to be for all those people who watched the first round and thought this, is, this isn't the open that I want to see. This isn't the wing foot that I want to see. And you took to Twitter complaining, you're going to get your carnage over the next two days. So you can pay no attention doubt. if that's not what you want to see. Tune out. Spoiler alert. Rex, um, you know, you're, you're, you're up there. Is there any player that you're seeing that really seems to have their game totally together that could, uh, you know, toward the top of the leaderboard that could hang on and win? Or, or uh, you know, you just miss it, mentioned Carnage. U.S. Open is famous for Carnage from anybody, especially the best players on the leaderboard. But is there somebody that, that's really swinging well and, 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 and hitting it really solid that you think can hold on and win? And I'm well, talking specifically of Justin Thomas. You know, that's what I'm kind of talking about. Well, yeah, no, it's interesting you would phrase it that way, that everyone has their game together, and, and, and Justin doesn't. I mean, he, he talked about it. There was a level of aggravation in his voice yesterday that he lost his driver yesterday during that round, which makes his three-over-par round even more impressive in my mind because if yeah. you don't know where your drive is going on this golf course, you really have no business scoring anything close to 73. So it was a very impressive effort. On his part, uh, you could probably say the same thing about Patrick Reed. I think he's hit two, 10 fairways through the first two rounds. That's not exactly a recipe for success at Wingfoot. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, we all know about the long drive experiment. It's not like he's playing from the middle of every fairway. If I had to pick to a guy that seemed to have all those elements that we think about, you know, that you need to have at a U.S. Open where you're hitting fairways, you're getting up and down, you're sinking all the putts you have to, it would be uh, either like a Harris English or a Brendan Todd. Because wow. those guys are not playing that, you know, they're not going to blow you away. It's not going to be the drives or, or the big putts or anything like that, but they're very, very right there in front of you, and, and those two seem to be playing the best U.S. Open golf this week. I'm not saying that those two are going to win, right. but, I mean, if you want to break it down, I'm, I'm really impressed with those two right now. Brendan Todd's just been hanging around for a while, hasn't he? I mean, he's won a couple of golf tournaments, and we saw him hanging around at Harding Park. Um, you know, does he have the Sunday afternoon in the pressure cooker mentality to be able to handle this? I mean, he seems like he's, un, you know, unflappable most of the time when you're watching him. He's got a very free, free-flowing swing. I mean, I've, I've kind of equated his, his swing and his whole motion to maybe a, a, a Jason Duffner-style thing. Um, is this something that's going to help him maybe Sunday afternoon if he's in the hunt? I think so, and, and I'd like to say yes. I, I don't think there's been a bigger advocate, at least in the media, than Brendan Todd than, than me. 
Um, he actually kind of teased me yesterday because there is no comeback player of the year award on the PGA Tour. They did away with it a couple of years ago, but I did a column saying that if anyone deserves it, it's Brendan Todd when you consider, yeah. I mean, he had the driver yet. That's his word, not mine. I know we, we don't like to use that word in golf, but I mean, to survive, to, to come back and even to, to, to uh, and be able to get yourself back onto the PGA Tour, let alone win, let alone put yourself in contention in a major uh, after going through that is amazing to me. And he said something yesterday that resonated that, you know, when he went through these troubles and he was trying to find the light at the other end and he was envisioning, you know, how he was going to do that. He envisioned Jim Furyk and in our minds, as we all know, Jim Furyk is sort of that quintessential U S open type player. So he certainly has the game to do it. Does he have the mental fortitude to do it come late Sunday afternoon when he, when he has an opportunity? That remains to be seen, but you certainly have to appreciate everything he's gone through to get to this point. You know, Rex, um, speaking of those Georgia players, you know, Harris and, and Brendan Todd and, of course, Brian Harmon. And, I mean, there's seven or eight of them out there right now, and, um, and, and they all do really, really well. But interestingly, they've never – not one of them has won a major. And, uh, but I think that's coming pretty soon. Do you agree? Uh, I do. Don't forget Davis Thomas Thompson. Uh, yeah. uh, he played oh, with those yeah. guys. Uh, the amateur. He's, he's still in school. He's a junior at Georgia. His father, Todd Thompson, is the tournament director at RSM and, and had a chance to watch him for two days. He's going to be impressive, and he's going to join the rest of those Bulldogs on the PGA yeah. Tour. I had never thought about that, that they haven't won, won a major, although that's a little ammunition for me because the, the, the Georgia guys can get a little cocky. So if any, any ammunition I have to be able to fire back, run, well, you haven't won a major. I mean, let's look at it that way. It's not entirely true, of course, Bubba Watson has a couple of green jackets. But, uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll, right. I'll take that. Rex, where is this uh, weekend score going to go? I mean, if, if you look at, you know, four under with Patrick Reed, there's six guys under par altogether. Uh, you know, we've seen the, the first few guys that have gone off this morning, albeit that they're at the – you know, the bottom of the, the scoring pylon of those that made the cut, but the middle of the field of everybody that played on this golf course. I mean, already we're seeing nobody making a birdie on the first couple holes, guys over par. Um, are we are we creeping up on even par or are we creeping up on something over par winning this championship on Sunday afternoon? Uh, I predicted before the week started, I'd pick six over to win based kind of on history and the way it seemed like the golf course was set up. I dialed it back, obviously, after the first round. We had 21 cards under par on the first day, so that spooked me a little bit. But seeing what happened yesterday, looking at the forecast going into the weekend, knowing that the USGA is just going to let this golf course dry out more, they're not going to cut the rough. It's just going to get more and more difficult. I think over par is still the score. I don't know that six is quite where it's going to end up because that means that you have a lot of guys that have to go backwards a long way. But I can see two, three over par winning this tournament. Yep. Yeah. So that does that beg the uh, the the storyline that somebody like a Webb Simpson at plus two, uh, you know, a Dustin Johnson at plus three, a Rory McIlroy at plus three, a Zach Johnson at plus four, guys that have won major championships. Does that mean if they just suck it up and and try and shoot even par for the next thirty six holes that they've got a pretty good chance to win this thing? Oh, absolutely. We were doing some picks last night, and I went all the way out to plus three. And uh, and mainly because of the guys who were at plus three, you had Roy right. McIlroy and Dustin Johnson on them. And I thought, well, those two certainly can turn things around. 36 holes is, is you know a mountain of time for a player like that to turn it around. But there's also the idea that I just don't see there's many under-par scores. I had a caddy earlier this week tell me that his strategy for the week, and he was trying to convince his guy that 
look, let's just pretend that par is 72, par is 70 for this week, but let's pretend par is 72, and I want you to shoot par every single day, I like our chances. And he goes, maybe we shoot one or two under par one day and get it to six under, and he goes, I really like our chances, Then I mean, it's that hard of a golf course. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you, it, you know, are we going to have the same little breeze on Saturday and Sunday? What's the, what's the weather looking like? It's going to be the same. I don't know if it's it's blowing actually very very hard. Uh, or it's, it's gusting hard outside, about twenty miles an hour. Right now, it's going to be about the same going into tomorrow, and it's cold. I mean, that's that's the difference. I and mean, we're all kind of curious how you know this year's been different on so many levels. But all right, we're having a U.S. Open in September. What in the world is that going to be like? And we're, we're sort of getting the full taste of that. I mean, it's fall up here. The leaves are changing, and it's chilly. And this golf course does not play like it does in June on Father's Day, like we're used to seeing it for the U.S. Open. It'll be like the Masters in November. I mean, it's it's just a different element, and I think that's going to factor into the championship. And and the consensus is it's going to make the golf course harder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what would you say score-wise is going to be an epic round? If somebody breaks par, you know, today, is that just one – one of the great rounds of the week. Yeah, if you can somehow shoot 68, 69, I mean, that, that's phenomenal. You're going to pass a lot of guys. Uh, anything below that, I mean, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I just don't know if it's out there, simply because there's no let-up on this golf course. I mean, talking with players, you can sit there, and, and I kind of ask a couple guys, well, what would you consider the hardest golf shot? Looking just for one, because I was trying to ride an item, and no one could give me just one. They started walking me through the card. I felt like I deserved a caddy fee, because it seems like every golf shot on this course is very very demanding i mean there's very few let up the ninth hole is probably the only place where you can maybe exhale a little bit and that's only if you can get it in the fairway off the tee and you certainly have a chance to make a rare birdie on that hole it's a short par five but outside of that i mean there's no let up yeah we're talking with golf channels rex hoggard and uh boots on the ground up at wingfoot maddie what you got Rex, uh, I, I was going to ask you um uh based on um uh I mean, what what do you think? Um, I've totally lost my train of thought. Mark, pick me up. <laughs> I was going to go to Rex. You know, we we had a question earlier about about Tiger and you know Tiger at the majors. Is it over? And and one of my points was, hey, look, the the reigning PGA champion more Morikawa missed the cut. The reigning U.S. Open champion Gary Woodland missed the cut. Shane Lowry, the reigning Open champion. Uh, barely made the cut, and Tiger Woods, the reigning Masters champion, missed the cut. Um, if you're not on your A game, you were missing the cut. Oh, no doubt. I mean, if you look at Tiger Woods, uh, and I kind of got into this with a colleague of mine during our podcast early in the week, he, he listed Tiger as he, the guy who was going to be the biggest disappointment, and I countered saying that don't you have to have some sort of expectations to be disappointed yeah. with whatever the outcome is? And, and look, I'm out of the Tiger Woods doubting business. I mean, what he has done over the last 18 months is, is phenomenal. And, I mean, winning the Masters, winning the Zozo Championship, everything else that goes into it. But given his play, really since the PGA Tour restart in June, there's two things that he has struggled with, and that's driving and putting. And there's only two things you really yeah. you have to do well at wing foot. You need to drive the ball well, and you need to putt it well. I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out that how he was going to turn that around from two weeks. His last start was two weeks ago at the BMW Championship and somehow show up here with some semblance of a game that you could just make the cut. I don't know that I really thought about him contending, but just make the cut. And some of the lies he had from the rough, I mean, it's just it was always going to be difficult 
on his body. And I'm talking with him yesterday. I mean, it took a toll. It was a hard two days on him. He was looking forward to a couple of days off. We probably won't see him again until he defends his title at the Zozo Championship later this fall, and he probably needs a break right now. Uh, you know, Rex, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Uh, no, I got my brain back. Rex, I was going to ask you, uh, do, do, do you think or are the players saying that this is the toughest uh, U.S. Open venue? Or, you know, I'm thinking Shinnecock and I'm thinking Oakmont and, and Wingfoot as being tough. Usually Shinnecock's got to be manipulated such. But it, it, in your mind, is, is this probably the toughest uh, U.S. Open venue? It is. It was funny. I did a radio show earlier this morning with a colleague of mine up in Pittsburgh. So obviously this came up with Oakmont being kind of one and one A, right? As you kind of go to the list, a couple of players, Rory being the one that kind of stands out to me, were asked this earlier in the week. And, and he leaned towards Wingfoot, pointing out that you feel like you almost have to manipulate Oakmont to a certain yeah. degree, that it feels yeah. like the USGA needs to tinker with a few things to get it like they want. By all accounts, this is the wing foot that the members play, although it's beyond me why you'd want to play this golf course every single day. This right. is the golf course that they play day in and day out, with a few exceptions. I mean, obviously, I, mean, I don't know that they have five-inch rough, but they have three-and-a-half-inch rough, which is pretty much just as penal. And I, I think when you look at how difficult this golf course is, the changes that they don't have to make, it's simply a demanding test, I would say, this one. Yeah. All right, so, Rex, who's going to win? Last question. Who's going to win? <laughs> uh, I picked John Rahm earlier in the week. He's still there or thereabouts, and I'm going to go ahead and stick with him just because he's played the best, really, since the tour restart on the hardest golf courses. He won at Merrifield Village. He won at Olympia Fields, and those are two U.S. Open-like tests, and I still mm-hmm. like where his game's at. He showed a level of frustration through the two days that wasn't entirely unexpected. Look, it's going to get to you, and I think as long as he can keep his emotions in check, which he's done a very, very good job at, I still like him a lot. All right. Well, Rex, as always, we appreciate you coming on with us. Have a great weekend up there. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Rex. That is uh, Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, up at Wingfoot.